0: Yo, this is something coming from the non Another fat, fat track, so rhythm, jig, for on horses. And let's relax, I'll on yak because it's like that. I'm conscious of hope, so people will just move along. I will pretend for the skimming, I send a long train from Rose Seat. I know she's on the knock, just to get a piece of degree, but she's an undertaker. And I know what that paper is around the world, horror breaker. Let me say, I'm for
1: yo. Yeah, welcome to another episode of Being Frank Now. I'm your host, Frank, and I'm with... Amelia. Good deal, good deal. Yeah, today's an interesting episode. Um, we'll keep it old school, so everything's old school today with me. Um, hope everybody's doing good out there, having a good time. I have a special guest with my buddy, Brian Stallings. We'll be on the episode Being Frank Now, Sunday with Stallings. Is that correct, Amelia? You got it. Good deal, good deal. How are you doing today, Amelia?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I just want to tell everyone thank you for listening to our last couple podcasts. We had some really, really good feedback, um, and it's been it's some good conversations too have come out of it. So I was really excited to hear some of the feedback. And again, I just want to remind everybody that we're doing this not to have opinions or to offend anybody, it's truly just to kind of open our minds. To what's going on in the world today and what people are experiencing and kind of help us understand a little bit more about why we function the way we function and how we can all function together better
1: so yeah i totally agree with that i mean technically we don't have no sides i mean outside mm-hmm. of this i mean really we neither you or or i are affiliated with any political party mm-hmm. you know I, we're both in the middle um we are what happy go lucky people we feel like you know what i mean yep. i think we're like that um i just trying to live life you know i know you're the same way we're just trying to live life enjoy it and um just watching the news a lot of negativities out there um i don't know it just so much i mean there's so much i want to indulge in right now but i'm just trying to stay yeah. on topic you know <laughs>
0: today's brian's day yeah today's
1: brian day but i got a lot of storytelling to say <laughs> but um you
0: should probably pour yourself a drink in
1: oh yeah seat. that yeah it's gonna be an old school drink day um and the funny thing is I have an extra bottle, so anybody that comment on it, I might mail it out to you. So I don't plan on drinking this shit for a long, but <laughs> I'm gonna be a nice little drink it, drink, drink. But I hope everything doing good today. Um well with further ado, um got Brian a hole right now and um I think he's ready to come on and let me see where the buddy is. Let's go ahead and get him in here. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. fuck. Let's Let's go. Okay, okay,
2: okay. Going down right here. Hold that nigga hey. back. i so you I am gonna you that. gonna get fucked up. Hey. Hey. i hey. hey. go. hey. hey. I'm you gonna let hey. 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 you
0: don't, no problem, you I'm gonna you know. I'm no you can you your hood
1: Mr. Stallings, are you there? Yes,
2: sir. Sure. How you
1: doing? Yeah, buddy. Had to do the little intro. I'm, I'm not going to tell you what I played, but wait till you listen to it. You might like it, buddy. You might like it. <laughs> all right. You're right, we'll O. Right, yeah, this is, um for once again, this is being Frank now with special guests, hopefully every Sunday with, what's the name of the show again, Stallings? What was it a uh, Stol- uh, uh, Sunday with Stallings? There you go, Sunday with Stallings, man. I mean, damn, man. Plug your show in, you know, plug your show in. Sunday with Stallings, once again. That's <laughs> Sunday with Stallings on Ben Frank now. Milia, th- yeah, Milia thought that name, so I can't take credit for it, though, man. I told her though, um, at the intro part, once you listen to it today is. Um Old school Sunday. Is that right, Amelia?
0: It's old school Sunday.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I haven't talked to my boy Stallings, and man, I mean, we have this is not rehearsal. This is straight off the top of our head that we're going to talk about um, current events, life experiences, and um, how we're different, you know, how him and I are different, but we both are African Americans and American culture today, right? So um, before I start, Stallings, I always like to tell people, if you have advertising you like to do, promote your business, go ahead and um, drop me an email at BenFrankNow911 at gmail.com. That's BenFrankNow, all one word, 911 at gmail.com. Or check into our Facebook page at BenFrankNow. Once again, that's BenFrankNow on a Facebook page. If you have anything you want to sell, promote, or anything, trust me, I can do, um, I do 20 seconds for free. Drop me a line. Drop me an email. Whatever you know, I mean, I'm here for everybody. Like I told Brian a couple of days ago, if I eat, we all eat. Is that right? Absolutely, yes, Absolutely. yes, sir. So, um, why I get before I get started though? You know, um, like I said, I'm going to old school today. Um, I got a little beat in the background, kind of mess around with this mixer. So I like to play the little beat in the background, my own little personal um, jam jam. Yeah. I'm about to pour me a little mad dog 2020 (laughs) the blue raspberry md
0: it's a fine wine yeah it's
1: a fine wine (laughs) md 2020 I'm bringing it back you know yeah so it's the blue raspberry flavor um
0: how much did you pay for that babe
1: I pay. It's on the lid. Um, I pay three ninety nine. <laughs> so go, <laughs> go to your local drugstore. Go to your local liquor store. As they say down south, go to the L. <laughs> go ahead and get you a bottle of Mad Dog.
0: Oh my God! Just take a drink of it. MD
1: twenty twenty. I didn't realize the stuff was not. I thought it was called Mad Dog. I think it's really called um. Moores or uh, Morgan David, whatever the name it is, but I don't pour me a little drink though. Um it's Sunday.
0: <laughs> to the shout-out. Sunday, fun to- day at a whole new level. Oh
1: yeah. Oh god, this stuff is terrible. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> hey, I haven't drunk this since 98. Oh god. Yeah. But hey, that's a shout-out to um. MD, it'll always be Mad Dog Twenty Twenty to me. But um, matter of fact, it tastes like a it tastes like a gummy bear been sitting in the car for about a couple of weeks. But um, hey, uh, but on a more serious note, Brian, what um, what is your experience right now and today's climate?
2: My experience. Um I mean, you know, just like, just like, you know, most people, you know, there's, there's concern. I mean, I got concerns with, you know, where, where our country's headed. Um, You know, I have a lot of, you know, questions. I have a lot of concerns on both sides. because I feel like, you know, we're more polarized now racially than we've ever been, Um, you know, and so like, you know that just kind of brings brings concern to me of like, you know, what direction we're going to head, you know, as a country, you know, because typically in these types of situations, you know, we can, you know, kind of lean on some leadership, you know, from our government to kind of, you know, handle things or at least give us some direction how things are going to be taken care of. And, you know, you don't, I don't see see that right now. So, you know, I mean, I don't think, you know, at this point, anybody has the answers. I think we're just right now just and, you know, hopefully, you know, here in a few more weeks, you know, so we can come come up with a plan on how to address some of these concerns. Correct. I, hear you.
0: Yes. I, I would agree with you, Stallings. I think one thing that I see, though, that we talk about a lot is definitely concerns, definitely concerns about where we're going, what's going to happen. But also, I see a huge change in different races coming together, which gives me a little bit of hope for more from the people. What are your thoughts about that?
2: You know, like, I was actually talking to somebody not too long ago about this, but I was like, you know, in in terms of, like, you know, black and white people coming together, um, that's always happened. Um, You know, if it wasn't for, you know, the support of white folks in the 1800s, you know, we would still be slaves. Mm -hmm. Um, If it wasn't for the support of white folks in uh, the 1960s, we wouldn't have the Civil Rights Act, you know. So, like, I think that support has always been there, Uh, but I think like here in recent times, I think a lot of us have kind of felt we're in in this post-modern racist era, and racism was not as prevalent, so therefore that support hadn't necessarily been seen. So I think like that, you know, that sleeping dog has been woke up, Mm -hmm. and I think that's what we're seeing right now is, you know, a lot more people coming up, you know, and speaking out and things of that nature. Um, but, you know, I'm also cautious with it too, because we also live in a very me centralized age to where it's kind of a hip thing. It's a cool thing
0: yeah. to
2: jump on board a trendy topic. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, not everybody who's, you know, out here, you know, protesting is truly for that cause. You know, not everybody out here that's you know, going to make comments, you know, on social media is truly for that cause. You know, they, they out here, you know, just trying to get stuff stirred up. Yeah.
1: You know, so...
2: So what, 90,
1: what but, is your take on the Black Lives Movement? I mean, is that propaganda or is that real? Is that our modern-day Black Panther Party?
2: I'm going to say this, man. You know, I'm, I'm going to put up a disclaimer before I ever say this. You know, just for your listeners to know, I am a... Bible believing Christian. Yes okay? sir. Yes sir. So my so my perspective on things is still to do the Bible before anything else. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a follower of Christ before I'm black. Yes. So therefore that's how I see things. So this the whole Black Lives Matter movement, um, in terms of like for face value of what we appear or what it appears to be about, yeah, I'm for that. I'm for the fact of like, you know, we need to address the needs within the black community because there are needs. Yes. However, if you actually go to that website and you look at the about page and you look scroll all the way down to the bottom, they actually, there's more, there's more agenda agenda that, that they're actually wanting to address as well. Um, that I personally cannot subscribe to, okay.
1: um,
2: one, one, for example, being, um, you know, they're wanting to attack the Western I West and I thought of a, um, oh what was it, um, family uh, of the uh, nuclear family. Um, and, you know, in the sociology class, you learn that yeah, nuclear family is a family of a father and a mother, you know, and, and children. So, yeah. like, yeah. they want to destroy the image of that mm-hmm. um, into, into other possibilities. Me, personally, as a black man, I feel like at the core, that's a part of the problem in the black community in the black community as it is. Um, there's the, the, the lack of a, the, the, black, the lack of a, of a father into the home, I feel is the core of most of our issues within our community. So therefore, like I, I found a statistic that said that I think 74% um, of our kids are being raised in a single mother home. Okay. So, so when you think about that, and, and, that and, in, and as a country as a whole, it's 23%. So like so when you think about if we look at father's roles in a child's life as not being that necessary, you know what I'm saying? We're we're putting our kids at a disadvantage because just as important as a mother is to a child, the father is as well. And so I think like if this if the black lives movement dot com, if the, the movement in itself is stating that they want to change the dynamic of what that really is, then I personally have a problem with it. You know what I'm saying? So I, feel, so I kind of feel like what has happened is, is that the Black Lives movement has also lashed on, like kind of like the Trojan horse, uh, right? Like yep. the Trojan horse comes in, yep. but there, but there's some inside, you know what I'm saying? Yep. But, you know, and, and it's like, you know, I feel like a lot of us ain't here paying attention to that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Black Lives Matter, Black like Yeah, of, of course. But what are we really saying? What is this actual organization pushing?
0: Mm.
2: You know mm. what I'm saying? Because, yeah. because all, cause also on their... Also on there too, like there's, you know, they, you know, they, they want to have, you know, um, justice for transgender and gay and this now, and, and, and my, and my personal feeling about that is this, we can't, we can't, I, I, I would, a, per, a thing that I really gets on my nerves is the fact that when there are people who want to latch on the homosexual, you know, struggle yep. and latch on to the black struggle, yes. it's not the same,
0: exactly. it's
2: not the same. I can't, I can't fake being black. Or being uh, being white, you can you can fake you know being straight, but I can't fake being white. Mm. So therefore, the mm. struggle is not the same. You know what I'm saying? So, like when I see when I read that when I read that website and they talk about what they're about, it's like wait a minute, it's more than just about Black Lives Matter. It's more about other agendas that you want to push through as well. So yeah, me personally, when that when that that comes about, yeah, I, I can't necessarily subscribe to that movement.
0: So Stallings, if you could, if you could do a movement right now, like, what, what would your agenda be? What would that look like? Does that make sense? Like, if you you could, if you could do a movement, if you could, like, draw out what your movement would look like right now with what's going on in the world for black lives, what would that look like?
2: To be completely honest, Amelia, I honestly, I don't think that it's truly about race. Um... There are some racial components, but I honestly don't think it's about race. I think there's a lot of smoke and mirrors going on right now. Um, the reason why I say that is, is, like I said before, like I'm I'm a biblical Christian, and I look at and I look at everything uh, in the world. I try to look at through, you know, through scripture, through Bible, and so like, you know, the the, the Bible is like you know very clear when it comes to the state of human beings in general, like, we all jacked up. We all got our issues. We all got our problems. And so, therefore, like, that needs to be addressed. So, let's say, for example, like, you know, let's, you know, let's say we we have a reform and we, you know, we defund police, you know, police stations and, you know, we are the police departments and, you know, we, you know, put money here, we put money there. Are we going to say that's going to fix the problem? No because the problem is that we're all jacked up. You know what I'm saying, we all have our issues, we all have our problems. You know, racism didn't start with Trump. So like when we, like, so like when we look at like, you know, you, know, we, we, you know, we we're upset and mad at Trump because of things that he said, guess what? Racism has been here been long before him. You know what I'm saying, if, if we, we, you know, we, we can't say as black people our problems started during slavery. Nah, because like, you know, if we keep going back trying to figure out what the core of our problems and issues are we can go all the way back biblically speaking to uh genesis 3 which talks about the fall which is ultimately talking about um you know we as people we want to do what we want to run the show Mm -hmm. we want to do things the way we want to do things we want we want our own personal agenda to be pushed you know so like you know. You know, like, I know it's Sunday. We have a little church church lesson here, but like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But just I'm like it. just like how you know, so just like how you know, what I'm saying, like you know, God told Adam, like you know, look, don't eat from this tree, and they mess around, did it anyway. Why? Because they was duped, and they was told that look, God didn't really tell you to eat from that tree. He only told you that because he didn't want you to be like him, right? And so we bit on to that, and that that type of nature is still into in us in 2020. So when you fast forward to now, it's like, okay, like you have, you know, when, when you put we have a world of like millions of people who you know are selfish by nature and then like, how, what do you think the world's going to look like? Yep. Yep. We're going to have conflict. We're constantly going to have conflict. Yep. We're always going to have conflict. So I feel like these issues are not going to be resolved unless we just address the heart issue. And so for a Christian, how you address the heart is on explaining that you can only adjust your heart through, through what Christ did for you, mm. and and that's that's accepting that He died He died for your sins. Therefore, that regenerates your heart to where you see things in a completely different manner. And so like and so like and that's that's where I'm at. And I know I know it's not common. I know it's not you know the no. norm.
1: Yeah.
2: But that's but that's but that's where I'm at because I can speak from experience on my own that like my heart has been regenerated in seeing things completely different than how I saw them say 20 years ago. So you know, so that, that's where I'm at right now. I don't, I don't see the issues right now as like, you know, black people we need to do this, white people we need to do this, and nah, because we're gonna keep banging our heads on the wall. Because guess what? Even if we did those things, it's still we, it, it's a different dance. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, we would have thought we would have thought during the the, uh, the Civil Rights Act that things would have changed by now, but they haven't. They just look different. You know what I'm saying? Segregation just looks different. Racism just looks different. It's the same problem is there. It's just a different dance. Exactly. You know, so so, that, so the so the issue is the core of us. We need to address our hearts. We need to address our spirit. And because until then, like, I don't think anything's going to change. Ooh.
0: And I, I'm i with you 100%. I think we talk a lot about how we, I think um, Frank and I talk a lot about how it just seems there's a lot of people that are lost in the world. And they're just kind of grasping onto whatever they can find to kind of fulfill any holes that they have. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. I think, I think like when you look at,
0: it's kind of like the flavor at, of the right, month.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Oh yeah. And, and that's, yeah. and that's kind of like, you know, the, the world we live in when it comes to like the social media and all that stuff, mm-hmm. everybody has an opinion. Everybody has a, has a platform to say whatever they want to say. And if it sounds good, we jump on it. Yep. You know, like if, if, you know, if I'm like, you know, I come up with this, you know, great you know thought of like you know look this is how we should do things and it sounds good to the masses and yeah it's gonna be the next you know it's gonna be the next hot thing and then you know two weeks later somebody else comes up with a clever idea regardless if it's a right move or not but if it sounds good we jump on it and i think like you know a lot of us you know going back to the whole black lives matters movement i think a lot of a lot of black folks in general we jump on it but we haven't done our research you know, what I'm saying a lot. A lot of us haven't done our research on what is what does this movement truly mean, because they're taking donations, they're taking money, so like they're they're they have you know clung on you know linked on to this movement, but don't know really what it's you know really about underneath. So like, I I, I definitely agree. Yeah, like you know people are just jumping onto anything that's coming down the pike right now.
1: Yeah, and um to pick um to segue over to what you said just a few seconds ago in regards to how you're. Thought have changed over 20 years ago to now Um, Explain 20 years ago, what was your Thought, what was your mind frame How do you look at the world, how do you look at White people, how do you look at black people How, How do you look at your friends Or your family or individuals That's associated with Mr. Stallings
2: I got you. Uh, so, so for those who don't know, you know, we grew up in the same same town, of same course, city. Of about, course, about you know sixty thousand people. You know, I think like five percent black. Um, you know, so but growing up, um, I didn't know anything about race. Start, you know, I, I you know as a kid, I knew nothing about race. Like I, you know, I just basically was in my mind like everybody else. Um, and it wasn't until I got in the third grade um, where I don't I don't know if you remember this frame, but like you know, like when lifetime or life touches or life, whatever. Yeah, yes, <laughs> people yes. Come in, yes.
1: yes. You know, i still joking. The stripy background,
2: <laughs> right? Exactly. So like they'll, they'll come in and like you know they'll give all the kids like these little combs, right? Oh. They come in these little combs and like you know all the kids will, like you know run to the bathroom and comb their hair before they get to get their pictures taken, right? Yep. So like I watch, I remember watching like you know. You know mind you like in my classes there's no more than like four black kids total right, right? right so like you know so i so all i see predominantly is white kids so like i just remember seeing like you know the you know the, the white boys you know put water on their on their cones mm-hmm. and they're combing their hair yep. so guess what i did guess what i did i tried to do the exact same thing That's guess sad. what my hair texture ain't, <laughs> look, look, look. it wasn't working you know what i'm saying and so like that was like that was the first time I could think oh, that I was shit. like, yo, this I'm different. It's right. something different. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then I remember like there was a day where um, I was at home and I was singing a song that I heard a kid at school sing. It was uh um Jingle Bell, Batman Smells, Robin Late A. Yeah, grandma pulled a trigger, shot a nigga and now she's number one, or something like that. Something childish like that. Right but what? but the term that but I said nigga, I didn't know what nigga was. I and, my mom, and I remember my mom snapped into me on that. And then at that point, that's when I realized that, yo, there is language that I can't say. That's that, you know, language. I mean, whether it's a cuss word or not, I mean, there is language I cannot use. And I did not know what that word meant. And I got a little lesson on what that word meant. So then at that point, I've been a, little, a lot more aware that one, I'm different, and one, two. I mean, and two, there's things that I can't say or shouldn't say, because it can make other people feel a certain way. Right. So as time went on, you know, I start, you know, I started hearing like conversations from family members of their experiences, you know, race related. You know, um, you know, I, I remember like, you know, somebody telling me like how, you know, the wigwam uh, <laughs> skating rink yeah. at home. Yeah. It was it was segregated. But you know, black folks can only come at this time, white folks can come at this time. Wow. The, you know, that wow. blew that blew my that blew my mind. You know, I heard I heard stories of older older uh cousins, you know, who went you know, went to like, you know, the Gershmeyers and the Wileys and the stories of, that they went through, you know I'm saying? And like and all and it like, completely changed my perspective of like Oh, yo! This is real. Right. Like this is like this is not just what you see on TV. Right. So then I got a lot more interested. Then I started reading more. Then I started, you know, asking more questions. And then it, like what ended up happening was it started to develop this distaste for the white race, yeah. where it's like you know what y'all done us wrong for a long time.
1: Yep.
2: Y'all done y'all y'all done us dirty for a very long time. And then like eventually, like when I would go home. I mean, when I would, when I would go, to school, go to school, I would have interactions with predominantly white teachers, predominantly white classmates, and to where it's like, okay, you know what? I feel like I feel like I'm a, I'm an alien in my own city. Like, I don't belong here. You know what I'm saying? So like, you turn on the you turn on the radio. You know what I'm saying? It was music that was not inducive to what I'm used to seeing, hearing at home, Right. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, terminologies, you know, and even like, you know, we're going back to high school days. It's kind of like, you know, you know, in my mind, I saw it like, okay, well, white folks had friends, black folks, we had living single, you mm. know, white folks had Seinfeld. We had Martin, Yep. you know what I'm saying? That's and true. it was just like, you know, it was just like, you were, we're different, but yet, you know, within school culture, within city culture, it wasn't acknowledged. You know, and so, like, I remember saying to myself, like, I can't wait till I get up out of here. I can't wait to get out of Tarot. You <laughs> no, know, I, just, I was just so ready to get up out of there because of all the stuff that I had learned and picked up and, you know,
1: started observing. Right. It seemed like you like the analogy I like to use, but I use weird analogies. But what you just said, like how white folks had this and we had that. It felt like the white folks had the big pieces of bread while we had the outer crumb of it gift that makes sense you know they get the big they get the big part we get the little sprinkles on the side it's like you know what we gave you enough be happy with it yeah
2: yeah i I, I can can do that i can do that and so and so like i remember like you know just just having like just having those thoughts for a very long time and like you know when i would go to school i already had like this hypersensitive mindset of like all white people are against me right you know so like you know i you know and, and i had i had white friends throughout school even during this time but kind of like how like the joke is like you know you know so there's some people say like you know you have a black friend you know you ain't racist cause you got a black friend Yeah, i was kind of that guy i had i had a few white friends you know what I'm saying? i had a few <laughs> white friends to where you know so i you know we, we can talk you know what I'm saying because you you're good but you're cool with. It. i like you exactly you know what i'm saying oh, but yeah. they're, they're but then, but then there were times like you know where you would have situations to where, you know, something would occur and you get your feelings hurt. Like for example, you know, a situation happened like in middle school to where, um, you know, I asked I asked a girl out, you know, said she was she was white. Um, it was, I think we were having a dance or some sort like that, and you know, and she was like, "Yeah, we can go." My parents want to meet you though, so you know, so I you know walking from you know Woodrow Wilson to. To my house and you know this girl's house was on the way and we stopped and you know she introduced me and all that stuff and we you know talked for about maybe 10 minutes and then i left wow. you know and then like that next day she said she can't go mm-hmm. i was like why not she said well because you're black wow and i was like what like so i knew like and that was just another another example of why like okay you know what I can't trust these people, you know, I can't like, I was like, how can, you know, how can she allow this, like allow her parents not to allow her to go with me because of that, you know? So like, you know, having moments like that just kind of just sped into the narrative that I had built for myself over that time. Um, You know, so like, yeah, so that, that, that went on for a while, you know, then I had situations like, you know, you know, they're in, in college, you know, the, the aspirations of, you know, you know, that like the adults had for, for me in college. I mean, not college, but I'm sorry, high school, going into college, you know, just had, you know, just, I mean, I got stories for days. I don't want to take all your time for it, but like, yeah, there's just you
1: yeah. Know, a lot of situations. The floor is yours, brother. And, the floor is yours. Seriously. I mean, there's no time limit today. Can, let, let it roll.
0: Can I interrupt you for one quick second though, Stallings, and then you can yeah, get go. on to high school. I just, I have to say this cause that's who I am. If it's on my heart, I have to say it. And it's so interesting listening to you talk because Being a white girl, I don't know if anybody knew that about me, but I am. Um, I I don't. Shocker. Surprise. Hold
1: on. I know I'm colorblind, (laughs) but what the hell?
0: Um, But I think it's interesting to hear you talk because, number one, the first thing I hear is your parents, like... I don't know, like I've never met your parents or whatever, but it's really interesting because you can tell that your parents were never like dividing you racially as a child, especially since you didn't realize that there were different races as a child. Does that make sense? Right. so I think right. I think that's awesome number one um, and I could be wrong but that's just what I'm picking up from what you're telling me right now
1: his mom and dad are good people I'm sure they're like, amazing people I'm because still, I'm still in debt to his mom to this day but yeah, yeah. She's, they're good people
0: and then the other thing that's really interesting that you're talking about is as a white person growing to a primary uh, all white school let's be honest about it for a really long like I don't know that there were any different races in the school when I went to school if I don't remember I'm sorry but um I think it's really interesting to think about that because I didn't realize that there were people that were other colors for a really long time um, throughout my childhood. And I always have, and I tell Frank this all the time, I give my family, my parents kudos, because even though we grew up in a very non-diverse area, they did a very nice job of making sure that we knew what was actually out in the world and educating us and like what we will see when we go to college and different people we will meet and those kinds of things. And so in my, I always just think that maybe like people today and parents today maybe need to do a better job of educating their children, especially if they don't go to a school that's quite as diverse as other schools throughout the United States, just to help them integrate themselves into the rest of the world and all the different cultures and races and everybody that you're going to see.
2: And I, and I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, but going back to my parents real quick, mm-hmm. like my parents, they, you know, they, they did not have, they did not like gear me in any direction. It was Which more awesome. of, we're going to educate you to let you know what's really going on out here. Um, yep. The same conversation I have to, you know, because I, you know, I'm a father of four with three boys, and I have to have a conversation with them, and for them to understand, because I had, I had to have a conversation. They asked me about, you know, this whole George Lloyd thing, you know, what, what happened, what, why they do this, and, and I had to give them an ex, you know, explanation behind that,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and, you know, and so like that conversation is very similar to the conversation that my parents had with me. Like, look, you have to be careful. Look. When you know there's going to be times where you may do something, and a white friend of yours might do something, but you might get treated Mm -hmm. differently because of it. Oh, yeah. You know, And, and like you know, and so like I had to, I had to take that reality. You know, and so you know, you know, so my parents never like just say, you know, don't trust white people. It was like that was all my own behalf to where I just became like this sub, you know, semi militant kid. You know, there, you know, towards my, you know, my high school years to where I was just like, and I want, and actually, know what, I wouldn't even say I was militant. I was just more pro black than anything. You know, which which is actually interesting because, you know, I've had people say like, you know, do you racist? And it's like, if being pro black is racist then I guess I am because I was, I look, I feel like it's a shame to, to where like me being proud of who I am comes off as being racist. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, 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 it should be a thing to where you should be proud of who you are. You should, you should be, be confident in who you are. I remember like wearing, you know, in high school, I remember like, you know, Eddie Robinson, you know, coach, you know, Hall of Fame coach of Grambling, you know, at a time, I wanted to go to Grambling. You know, I remember, I remember like wearing some a Grambling hat to school, and like, I remember the "What's that?"
1: I remember, yeah, you know what I'm
2: saying. It was just like, like people just like were just confused. Like a historically black college, that's racist. Like you know, what? you know, I was like, you know, look, you know, Alabama, Florida State, IU, those are historically white uh, colleges. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, when we couldn't, when we were not allowed to come to these universities, right. we had to start our own. You know what I'm saying? And it's like there's a sense of pride in yourself that I had at that time, you know, to being like, you know what? I'm going against everything else everybody else is here doing. See that's, this is who I am. This is you know, and you know, I I cost some flag for that.
1: See I gotta see the um piggyback what you just said, um matter of fact, on Facebook, somebody you mentioned pro black, somebody asked a question. I like to hear your thoughts about pro white, is that okay? Really like to hear you guys have a discussion about that. Explain, pro white. Is it okay for a white person to be pro white?
2: I think since day one of this country, white people's been pro white, but they didn't know it. Um, I think that that's that's kind of ties into the whole um, privilege, the whole white privilege, because you you know because they came you know they came into this country you know asserting the the authority over whoever. Um, it's kind of like you know culturally, this is how we're going to do things. Yep. Native Americans, y'all need to leave. Yep. Black people, y'all come in here. This is what y'all going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there was no there was no council to where they got together and say, hey, we want to work with y'all. You know, no, it was it was pro white. It was pro European culture. Everything every, that's that's how this tone was set. So from day one, it's always been you know quote unquote pro white. The problem is, is that you know now when you have Pro Black, pro Hispanic, anybody else that asserts themselves and having any type of pride within their own culture, then that makes people, uh, you know, uncomfortable. Mm. You know, and so, you know, and so like, and I think that's that's kind of go, what goes on. Like you see it in the NFL. Yeah. You know, you know when when you have you know a, a league of seventy plus players who you know for years have stayed in line, did what they did what they're supposed to do. You know, saying wasn't shaking the boat. Then when Kaepernick comes in and he does what he did, then it's like, well, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. You can't be coming out here with a fro, you know what I'm saying, taking a knee an during our anthem. Like, who do you think you are? Yep. And that shook, and that shook the boat. You know what exactly. I'm saying? it Because, it's like, hold on. You can't be pro-black during our period of being pro-white. It's a conflict. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. So.
0: I think, I think the thing that makes me crazy is that it's like, Like I just this sounds so cheesy and I get it and you can laugh at me, but I just wanna be like pro human. Like can't we just all just acknowledge that we're all different and that we all bring uniqueness to the table and that
1: But what you say and having
0: pride in who you are, there is nothing wrong with that.
1: No, there's not. And I agree with what you're saying, Amelia, but like we should have thought about that before all this event, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like now everybody wanna say blue lives matter, our lives matter. No, no, but but when you're seeing Black Lives Matter, now everybody want to throw a deflection at it. Well, what about this life? What about that life? Shannon Sharp used a perfect example analogy, and I will always use it. You got a neighborhood. You got a house on fire. Four houses next to it are not on fire. Are you going to spray water on them four houses? Or are you going to go take care of the problem that's arise right now? Are you going to go take care of that burning house right now? Mm-hmm. Go fix that house that's on fire before you worry about the other houses. That's a problem, but for some reason, people do not want to acknowledge black lives matter in the fact that we are we're in danger right now and mm-hmm. what I mean by in danger is like there's there, the alarm is going off mm-hmm. you know the alarm is going off there's a reason why the alarm is going off something has boiled over you know it's, just like, a, it's like a pot on a stove the old tea kettle the water's bubbling the water's bubbling you keep you keep turning the heat up on you keep turning the heat up on what's going to happen it's going to whistle and it's going to pop over now everybody's like damn why did it do that we should you know the heat wasn't that hot the hell it was hot but you, you you choose not to pay attention to it because you could care less about it you know all you just worrying about the whistling you know as long as they're shucking and jiving for you and entertaining you that's all that matters to you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. if that, I mean does that make sense Stalin's or
2: No, yeah, no, I I get you. Yeah, I mean, I know
1: my knowledge is gonna be out there sometimes, but yeah, you know, and that's just how I feel, you know.
2: No, I I get you. I mean, and kind of going back to what Amelia was talking about, like you know, why can't we just be, you know, pro people? And and I think like you know, a big, you know, a a big thing is is that just we're naturally we click with people. You know, we we, we we tend to link and click with people that look like us. You know, there's been studies that like, you know, had talked that talks about that and like, you know, to where, you know, you know, Frank, just think about like, you know, when, when your first day in high school, lunchtime, who'd you go sit with?
1: Man, you know he, saying? He, oh, like, yeah, you, of course. Yes, yes. You yeah, know
2: what I'm saying? Sure. You you, sit, you, you, you sit. sat with the people, oh, yeah. you know, who you feel comfortable <laughs> of with. Of and course. a lot of times it's the people who you who, who look like. Oh, yeah. I'll go to you know my, oh,
1: yeah, my black people. But the funny thing is, right. it's like I'm like that to this day. That's a crazy thing. I'm still like that to this day.
2: it's, it's in us, like, it's, it's in us, you yeah. know what I'm saying so like we, we tend to so when we do that, when we do that, we tend to like build allegiances with each other because you know what I'm saying It's like, hey, you know, hey, I, you know I, I got you you know what I'm saying we, you know, we yes. understand we come through the same struggles yes. speaking with black folks at least. we come through the same struggles so we, we understand where we're coming from.
1: and nothing that what and nothing with black folks is. It don't matter how many times that MF done you dirty, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because, you know, I might talk bad about you, and we won't fight with each, within each other, but nobody else ain't going to talk about you. Get what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Right. So Yeah. So, it's like, it's a black culture in us, like, like. but it's like the Candace Owens thing. It's like, girl, you out there. You know, just stop it. We love you. You're one of ours, but just stop it.
2: Hey, you know what? You know what? I have to admit. I have to admit, ma'am. When I first listened to the video, because I, you know, y'all, y'all's first episode, you know, I, I definitely, you know, appreciate what y'all was talking about. Like why we dig? Like, why do we, you know, go back and like dig into like people's past yeah. to to vilify, you know? And I and I was, you know, and I, as y'all were talking about that, I was thinking about like, you know, that's that's how, you know, that's we all, yeah, you know, we all do that, you know. So, and, you know and 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 it's has been happening for years. You know, like one of the reasons why you know slave owners used you know didn't didn't want to you know free the slaves is like you know well you know they're savages you know and they and what you do is you demonize somebody to to justify you know their their you know current behavior you know so so we can enslave these people because this is what they were when we when we got them this is how type of people that they are they're not they're not you know dignified people they're you know they're animals you know so therefore you know. Same situation here. It was like she was going here and demonizing him. You know, he was a criminal. Like he he was arrested this time, arrested this time, arrested this time. And I was like, wait. Hold. And as she was t- saying all these things, every last one of those arrests that he had was drug related. And I was like, hold on, this brother has a drug problem. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, if if anybody who knows anybody that that has that has a drug problem, it's it's a condition. You know what I'm saying? You need so you need help. To get off of that, because you would do anything you have to do to be able to get that next high. Yep. So it would make sense that okay, if this brother has has drug issues. Of course, he's going to keep doing this if he's not getting help. Right. You know, so I, so so like my 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 you know thing that I had a problem with her was when she did that and not understanding the fact this man had an issue had problems. You know what I'm saying?
0: But I um, I, I think that's what we do a lot, and I, I'm really glad that's an awesome point. I think that's what we do a lot, and I think unfortunately we're doing it like as a like (laughs) oh god let's take another drink it makes me want to throw up um we do it like race-wise also where it's like we don't ever take the time to really like look at what's going on or why people may act the way they do or whatever like frank and i have this conversation all the time where it's like a lot of times people will say things like, why do black people do this or do that? Or why do they get so angry about stuff? And it's like, well, if your race was suppressed for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, you'd probably be a little angry too. And you'd probably be a little defensive of who you are and who your people are also. And as a white person, I literally can't wrap my head around that. I will never be able to know what that's like, but I'm okay with admitting that and educating myself to help better be a productive member of society and to, you know, be cordial to everybody. Right. To the best of my ability.
1: Stalin's i got a question to ask you. Here's one. I mean, we can go on and on. Amelia ask some good questions. Yeah, we can go on and on. <laughs> Gosh, I wish we can. But yeah, we're already 42 minutes in, which is good, which is good. We're going to keep it going. Um, Jennifer Shaw, Sears. Great girl. Went to um, middle school, Sarah Scott Junior High School together. Wanted Wonder- to sweetest persons ever she has this question but you know who she is Right? She like something I would like to ask you in any POC people of color that grew up in Turhope is how do you remember your experience here was it mostly positive, was some negative due to racism or people being jerks I know I have come across some real jerky people but I feel like most people are good from my perspective I'd like to know your perspective and that's from Jennifer Shaw Sears thank you for the question jennifer very intelligent very intelligent sweet person oh yeah i, I definitely yeah, yeah. um uh, jennifer yeah she's good people hey she's a, um, she, she's a good drawer too i see some of her work back in the day yeah she's pretty good but yeah yeah tell I forgot, yeah. I
2: forgot, about, I forgot about that she wasn't there. I yeah, about that. yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, yeah my my experience, my experience in tarot was you know it was you know, I, I mean, I will say this: you and I you had, know, had two I had different
1: you and I had two different experiences. That's why I like to, start elaborating on right now because this is the topic. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, we are
2: oh, yeah, we talk forever definitely. on
1: this. Go ahead. Like,
2: yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I will say this: I did not appreciate I did not appreciate tarot say twenty years ago like I do now, um, because I because I now understand that like when I went through there, you know, living, you know, growing up there it made me who I am now. I have a very, both of us, you and I both have a very unique perspective in life.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like,
2: you know, we, we grew up in a predominantly white city. So we were thrown into the white culture full head of steam. Then we left, you know what I'm saying? We traveled, we were exposed to, quote unquote, black culture yes, or Hispanic culture to yes, where we like, yo, I can, I can see both sides of the fence. Now I can be able to appreciate both sides of the fence. Now yep. I can be able to build relationships with people that don't look like me. I can be able to, you know, make conclusions about people and not being, you know, and not taking on like some stereotypes of what I've seen on TV about a certain group of people. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, so you and I have both been able to have experience to be able to get out of the city, to be able to see more than just what is within, you know, Vile County, you know, you know, uh borderlines. Yes, sir. You know, but like, you know, but you know, if I if I was to go back, you know, back in my early twenties and talk about like my experiences of Tarot, they weren't they weren't they weren't pleasant. They weren't pleasant at all. There were several times where I was, you know, racially profiled, you know, walking in the mall, you know, there be like, you know, two or three of my friends together, you know, and you know, and a security officer gonna question question us, you know, or tell us that we need to split it up or break it up. in several times. I can't remember how many times that I, I was just pulled over because I, quote, unquote, fit a description. Yeah. You, know, um, you know, you know, going in, you know, I remember, you know, having situations of where, you know, uh, something was stolen in the classroom and guess who was the automatic guilty party, Wow. It was the black, it was, it was the brown faces in the classroom. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, you know, it, and you know, it just like that type of, a, those type of experiences, if I would have just simply just, you know, subscribed to that, you know, and, and like I said, it was all before, before I accepted Christ, that's mm-hmm. where I was. Then when I saw the bigger picture, you know what I'm saying? Like, look, cause guess what? Black people hurt me too.
1: Yes. Black people
2: hurt me or let me down too. Yes. Asian, you know, you know, Asian people have hurt me too. Yes. Hispanic people have hurt me too. Yes. Hold on, there's a common denom- there's a common denominator here. We all jacked up. Yep. You know, what I'm <laughs> saying we all got our issues, so I can't, so I can't put, so I can't put the blame on, on one group of people as if mm-hmm. like, you know, they the devil. You know what I'm saying? Like because guess what? There's a devil in all of us. We yes. all, we all are messed up. We all got our issues. You know, so so I now, so because of that, I now can say, you know what, my experiences in Terre Haute they built me as the man that I am. It built me to be the father that I am. You know what I'm saying? It built me to be the teacher that I am. Because I'm able to, like, you know, I teach in a district that is predominantly black. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And so I can, go, I can go and have these conversations with my students, you know what I'm saying? Because they're on the opposite side of that spectrum. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them, they see nothing but black all the time. Right. A lot of them a lot of them don't even realize that we are the minority you know, when it comes to race in our country, right? you know, they think that, you know, it's a, you know, Hey, we got, few, you know, we got white teachers, but you know, we go out home, ain't about black people, right? you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, I get to have these conversations and sharing the experiences with them because that's not an experience that they will have living in the environment that they live in. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, I definitely can say that, you know, it's it, it was good and bad experiences for sure.
1: I felt like me growing Grum- uh, material. If it wasn't for me, there's is two sides of Frank Smith. I think that people don't realize you got the Duback side that people know My nickname Dubak And you got the Frank Smith side That people, the white culture might know me As they grew up with me My, my name, you know, people just knew me up. But the Frank side is the athlete side Oh, that's Big Frank, that's Big Frank, that's Big Frank So I felt like I always had to wear two faces At some at certain points in my life Especially during that time period Because um, as you say You've been hurt by black and white Hell, I can say the same thing, you know I remember in third grade the first girlfriend, I thought, well, yeah, my first girlfriend before she moved. The first girl I had a crush on.
0: <laughs> Ran um, her out of town. <laughs>
1: you no, know, she, she, she came to live with her grandma. Then I remember I'm the story. Joking. Yeah, and Then she had to move back to Florida. Her name was Brandy. <laughs> Never get it. But um, she um was a little white girl, you know. And she was real sweet to me, real sweet to me, real sweet to me. My best friends growing up in elementary were all white. The elementary school I went to. Had maybe, well, I would say enrollment maybe about three hundred, and out of three hundred, maybe there was forty black kids. I always got picked on. I really think there's a fine line between bullying and racism, but I remember getting picked on a lot, and I never got picked on by white people. It was my own race, man, my own effing race. From the girls to the guys. And I remember. I mean even my neighborhood I got picked on. A lot. I was bullied, bully. You know I was a short chubby fat kid. That didn't have a growth spurt yet. And everybody always picked on me. And I remember this. And I still remember this. And I know who they are. And they ain't about shit nowadays. And I still hold that fire in me. And sometimes I want to look at them like you know you ain't shit. But some of them are in jail. Some of them are dead. Some of them are um, former drug addicts. Ain't about shit. But they picked on me. And I never got picked on by white people. White people in elementary accepted me for who I was. I used to go ride bikes in the white neighborhood over on 18th, 19th, 20th, or 24th. You know on them streets over by Wabash? Right. Yeah. In Ohio Boulevard. They are all white families, but the black kids when I used to have to ride home, they were throw rocks at my bike. I wasn't one of them, but I lived in a shotgun home on thirteenth a half street. made fun of my house, picked on me, man, you know that's why I remember, so was I mad about that? I wasn't mad at the fact that black people were making fun of me. I was mad about that. Why nobody likes me? You know, why nobody likes me? What did I do? But that one little white girl liked me. She liked me. The first girl that kicked me and smacked me was a black girl. <laughs> Literally. Kick me and smack me for no apparent you reason.
2: Said, you, said the, you said the first one? No. I mean,
0: how I many
1: you got? I mean, <laughs> <the classroom>, huh? <laughs> but no, it, you know, it, that's what. But you know, it at my age, it like put something on me. And a quick story I want to tell that nobody know about. I kept wanting to tell the story. I remember I was in seventh grade, going to eighth grade. I was, I, you know, seventh grade in summertime. It was AAU basketball season, and um, I was wanting to go to this camp down at University of Evansville. It was called Leap. And it was all for all the black kids In the Midwest I think Or maybe it was Indiana And um, A certain group of us Came from our middle school Went there I remember we arrived on Sunday Move in day Like college day You know how you move into the dorms And stuff Right. right. Well, well we're in 7th grade We moved into University of Evansville And um, It was all black I, I'm going with my classmates That were also black It was like 8 of them 7 of them one of them was supposed to be one of my good friends, you know. And um, we got there. Nobody wanted to live with me. Nobody, none of, the, none of them didn't want to share a dorm room with me. I'm like, okay, well, no problem, you know. You know, he must want to live, I mean, stay with somebody else. No problem. I see them. They're my friends. We go to school together. Monday morning. These classes were set like college classes. You know, you got a time, This you got a class at this time, this time at this time, then you have lunch time. So, went to lunch. And all of them was all all there, you know, sitting at the table. Hey, what's going on? I come sit at, trying to sit at the table, there was no seats available. I'm like, okay. You can't sit here. What do you mean I can't sit here? Just can't sit here. Okay, so my own classmates from Turho, we went to the same middle school. I call you my friend and I can't sit there. So I sat at a table by myself, man, by myself. I got made fun of. I remember another group of table. Hey, you're dating a white girl. Because at the time I was dating a white girl in seventh grade, I got made fun of because I was dating a white girl. Because I know where it came from. It came from my alleged so-called friends that were sitting at the table that had want me to sit there. Okay, no problem. Okay, you know, big Frank. I'm Frank, right? Nothing fades me. Take it off my chest. Whatever. So in the evening time, we have this pickup game basketball. You know, it gave us free time before we had to go back to dorm and call it a night. Nobody want to play basketball with me. So I had all the hate to say this term but I had all the dorky kids all the all the Steve Urkels <laughs> they were my teammates. They did not know how to play basketball. So I had played point guard, forward, center, all bring the ball down court whatever. And we were playing against a cool kids team and we kept losing whatever. That was Monday. I never get that. So it was like that the whole week, bro. The whole week. So I got, you know, I got picked on from Monday to Thursday. I was ready to go. It was, I think it was a two week course there. I was ready to go. And I knew I had an AU tournament down in Jeffersonville. So from Evansville to Jeffersonville was not too that far, but, um, I remember calling my parents crying. I don't want to be here no more. I don't like it. They're not my friends. I don't like it. I'm getting picked on because of, I date a white girl because I'm a big black dude. In seventh grade, I was what six foot one, six foot one, two hundred and eighty pounds. Got picked on. Against, I mean, I got picked on by my people, my black people. So when we played basketball that night, I got tired of it, man. I got sick and tired of it. So I remember I took the ball, and I remember this kid. His mom was the director of the camp. And he went to Indiana State, by the way. I went full length to the court. Dunked the shit out of the ball. Tore the rim down, bro. Tore the damn rim down. They thought I was like some monster then. I took the rim and threw the son of a bitch. Because of my frustration. They yelling at me. I went back up to the room. I had all these kids yelling at me. The cool kids, remind you. The dorky kids thought that was the coolest thing they would seen. So I remember I went in the dorm room. They trying, they trying to corner me in there. I picked the, the little loud mouth one. I almost said his name. Picked his ass up. Threw his ass on the bed. Picked another one up. Threw his ass on the bed. Took another one. Picked his ass up against the wall and threw him on the bed. I had enough. They looked at me, Brian, and thought they'd just seen a damn monster. Nope. Everybody ran. Ran. I hit the breaking point. And you know what? It felt good. It felt good. If I, yeah, if it, yeah. I got bullied. What I'm saying is I got bullied. So it felt good to lash out. And oh, you know what? They wouldn't be my friends after that. No, it shouldn't take to push me over the top to be my friends. We're black. you supposed to set me from the beginning, right? It's not like that. So it gave me a whole different perspective Of who to trust and who not to trust Especially when it comes to black and white people Like I said, white people ain't off the hook either And there's stories I can tell later on down another episode But It put a lot of things in perspective to me on Who to trust and who to not to trust And that's hey, why what I- Was that no, no, go ahead, go ahead. no, so Do I carry that around With me to this day? I do It still, still light a fire on me But the funny thing is though And I don't brag monetary or anything like that, but I laugh at them individuals, though. (laughs) I laugh at them. That was there that made fun of me, even my own classmates, even the ones I thought was friends with. They show their true colors, you know, they show their true colors. And some of them are listening to it. I hope they are listening. Yeah, it was you and it was you and it was you.
0: I think I think hearing like I'm sorry you had the experience but I think listening to you talk and listening to Brian talk I think one thing that I hear is and I and I don't hear you saying it but I know being your wife and living with you and raising our daughter together that the experiences that you guys have had growing up and positive or negative is that you're both using them to help educate your children Oh, of course. yeah. And I, I think that's really, really, really awesome. And I think that's kind of where as much as those situations sucked growing up and like how much of an effect they had on us and pushing us to our breaking point, because a person can only take so much, especially when you, you trust people and think that you're friends with people and they just totally stab you in the back. Um, I think that's where it comes out where it's so important for us to educate our children to hopefully trying to start making this change and letting like knowing that like it doesn't matter what color person it is or what race they date or whatever to be accepting.
1: I feel like black people are the worst enemy sometimes. Do you agree with that, Brian?
0: We man, agree. you know what? Yeah.
2: Like that. <laughs> see like we we are right now in a climate kind of of like what amelia said earlier like you know where people just kind of jump onto things like just as much as like you know you know what's her name um uh, candace uh owens you know got a lot of heat for her comments and everybody jumped on it it's kind of like you know what like I, i think that perspective of saying anything negative about about our own people is is a no-no when we all know the truth you know what i'm saying like you know we just as bad to each other as you know in a lot of cases as you know some some white folks are you know what i'm saying and so like you know i mean heck if you you know if you want to you know historically speaking you know what i'm saying like you know uh harriet tubman when she was doing her thing you she had slaves who would snitching on her you know what i'm saying there was you know in africa you know what i'm saying you had you know black slave you know african slave traders you know what i'm saying so So it's not as if, like, you know, we are fighting simply against one race of people. We're fighting against, you know, we we, we fight against everybody. Why? Back to my original point. We all jacked up. That's why I said, that's why I feel like these issues that we're going through right now is not a racial issue. You know what I'm saying? There are racial components. There are racial components, but it's not a race issue because if we got everything we're asking for, guess what? We still gonna have problems you know so what does that say you know so but yeah i mean I, I like you know your story man like that actually like explains a lot to me because i remember like when we you know i knew of you you know in middle school like i didn't know you but i knew of you right you know what I'm saying? Like, i am saying? got you know you know because we lived like six by like, i, was I on 19th street hey, exactly on 13 was on and a half street, yeah was on 13 and a half you know yeah, what i'm saying we didn't know we didn't but like you know you know but like when we got to high school you know what i'm saying especially like when we you know um you know got to you know fresh meat and all that stuff like you know I, I you know i'm a quiet i was a quiet guy i was always that quiet I'm guy was a quiet, with
1: quiet you know what right saying?
2: Loud. <laughs> shocker you know what i'm <laughs> saying and, and like the the benefit of being quiet is you you observe it you yes, know what i'm saying you get to observe yes, you get to observe people you get to observe like how people act and this things things of that nature and i do remember when i was going through my you know my pro pro black you know moment i was like why does this brother always mess with these white folks you know what I'm saying? Like, like why y'all you always messing with him? you smiling in his face. Does he does he not know what I know? You know what I'm saying? And like, you tell that story. You tell that story makes sense to me now. It, it now makes sense to me to where like you went through. You know what I'm saying? Because I I didn't go do that. I didn't I didn't have it. There was one time. There was one time. You know Uh, you know my I think it was eighth grade. Yeah, it was eighth grade where our class, our eighth grade class, was going to Alabama for to the to a space to the space center, right? Oh wow! And. And, you know, and I think like maybe two black kids like might have went on that thing. It was like four hundred dollars to go. Yeah, <laughs> and my parent, my parent, my parents, my parents paid for it. You know what I'm saying? And I remember like we had like a like a you know a field trip meeting, you know, to talk about like the itinerary and all that stuff. And I went to lunch after that, and I went to my table. I was like, "Yo," and I told the kids at the table, "I was like, hey." I'm the only black kid going on this thing, and this one, and it, and it just just like just like how you can remember like you know who who these dudes were that was teasing on and stuff. I can remember the, the girl who who ran her mouth and she was like, you know, she was like, you know, nigga, you ain't black. I was like, what? what? And, and then like you know, and then like she you know ran through this whole you know idea of like you know why I wasn't black. You know what I'm wow. saying? And so like and so like <laughs> that whole that holds like and that changed my. You know, unfortunately, as a kid, especially in middle school, yeah. you're very impressionable. You want to fit in. Exactly. So it's like, okay, I, I need to change the way I act. I need to change the way I conduct myself because I can't I can't be looked at as not being black. Right. You know what I'm saying? So but like, you know, as you get older, you realize, well, hold on. What does that mean? What is black? Yep. You know, say, how am I not? How am I not? What, what was I doing that deemed me not being black? you know what i'm saying it's so like that's like a whole other different you know conversation oh yeah but like,
1: <laughs> oh yeah but yeah
2: but, but but you're right though man like you know the fact is is that you know we get hurt by we get hurt by everybody yes
1: yes you we know do. so yeah yes we do and um it's funny you say that yeah because um of all like i told a million of all my black friends that i have and first let me go back if you listen don't get it twisted you know, just don't think I'm just some sell out dude or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I dated black and white. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. But um, I told all my, um, like I told Amelia, though, of all my black friends, I think Brian is the one I can relate to the most. You know, he understands me. Uh, many conversations we have had off air, um, just growing up, living together, just all the conversations we had. But you and I didn't get close to what? Maybe our sophomore, junior year? We started to like, no, sophomore year, we went to University of Illinois football camp. yeah 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 yeah. yeah, 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 Yeah. that was it i'm like man you know what i'm saying that's like this dude you know it's like damn and it's like i don't know just all my friends you're the one i really feel like i can connect with the most like i can i can be real i can talk about some real stuff like all i mean that's no disgrace to anybody else don't get me wrong but it's like you bring something to a table that make me think make me dig you know I'm saying, make me think and that's why i appreciate your conversations and stuff man but um yeah our, our our life is very similar you know and um I mean, similar on, on one aspect, but different on another, but they kind of intertwine with each other. And, um, I don't know, man, just like, I really f- feel like there's a fine line between bullying and racism, which can be another topic also. And that's why I said, I'm glad we can do this Sunday with Stalin's every Sunday. Um, there's so much we could talk about right now. And I mean, I want to continue on, I mean, as, as long as we can, but not really, you know, just within the time frame of everything, but, oh man, like, I um, hope we answered Jennifer's question though. Um, how it was like growing up black in Terho. Um, I wish we had more black teachers. You know, that's another subject. I wish we had um, more black culture things to do. But another thing I want to talk, I'm not going to talk on too much, but I want to just throw it out there. Terholt need to stop finding or any community need stop finding one prominent black person to speak for everybody, if you know what I mean.
2: Yeah. I I I have a lot to say on that one too, so I don't know if you <laughs> were
1: yeah, I mean yeah, that, that might be another hour long. Yeah. But do uh. <laughs> Yeah. That, because you don't speak for me because our experiences are different, like right. uh, that's what I'm saying. That that individual, whoever that individual is they the community want them to speak on. But um I can relate more to like I told you a few days ago, I can relate more to good times, even though it was a seventy base um TV show. I can relate to the Cosby Show. Yeah, I did I mean, I grew up um, working class family. You know what I'm saying? But I didn't. Ha- we didn't have money. You know, we 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 had enough to get by. Lights got cut off. You know, heat got cut off. But we had food. Sometime on Thursday before payday, we had to scrap a little. But you know, we always had clean clothes to go to school in. That's the one thing my parents made sure we had. But i didn't have the money like you know some of my black friends had you know and they don't get it they really don't get the struggles man and i don't know there's there's a whole nother episode Well, i
0: think that goes for anybody though and i think that's a great way to like open up our eyes is like just listening to you two talk right now my brain is going crazy and like brian said we don't have enough time for all this (laughs) But like, it's crazy to think that you guys live so close together, grew up in the same community, have ex- such different experiences and different outlooks on different people, different races, different communities, all that kind of stuff. And I'm just sitting here like thinking about how like, how secure my life was growing up um, and never having to question who I was growing up in my race and all of that. And so I think the other thing that, oh, I might... <laughs> The other thing that's really crazy for me is that uh, no, she's trying, ready to cry. I'm trying not to cry. She's is ready that to cry. what that means raising Bella. <laughs>
1: right.
0: And what that means for the experiences she's going to have and what, like how we bring our experiences to that. But that's a whole, I'm just rambling. You know but what, I, like, it's just crazy to listen to your guys's experiences. And like, it's so important for people to know. And I also, in my head right now, I'm thinking about what that means for the youth that I support in my job right, and where they come from and their experiences and how important it is for, to listen to people. And I think that's one thing that we're really missing right now is that communication and truly listening to people about what they want and where they're going.
1: And one thing I appreciate about you is installs with her is because she's married to a black man. She doesn't act like, you know, that type, you know, that, Oh, I, I because I'm married to a black man and I have a biracial daughter, I get the struggles. I get it. No, and she I don't understand it. All. Yeah, she doesn't understand. And she always asks questions. Always, yeah. constantly asks questions. She always want knowledge. She always want to keep feeding, keep asking, keep asking. She's always hungry for it. You know what I'm saying? And I respect her so much because individuals, I know that because you work in a black community or work in a black school and. You do this and that. You don't know black people. But you don't know.
0: You don't know. Like you don't. Until you've walked in their shoes, which is never going to happen. You don't know. And that is why it is so important for us to ask questions and do all those things. And that's why I like we had the conversation the other day that I think it is so unfortunate that our communities are missing more black teachers um, and different races altogether just to give kids exposure to different people and different cultures and the way people do things. And that's a whole nother, no. I mean, it's a whole nother four hour conversation, but.
1: Brian. I love you, man. And I mean it to bum my heart. You're like my brother, man. You know, my, I don't have a brother. I have a sister, but you're like my brother, man. Um, like I said, I can't wait to you come out here and visit, hang out. Um, just, <laughs> just do stuff, man. And, um, this is your platform. I want you on here every Sunday. If we got tape on Saturdays, I release a son of a bitch on Sundays. I call it Sundays with Stallings, you know. <laughs> but you're my boy, man. Um, I appreciate this, man. I mean, this is this is excellent. This is gold, and this is our first time talking on air um, with the gas. And I, I, I'm interested in this, you know. And there's another person that I would like to piggy um, for head down to piggyback off your um, conversation. It's Shay Gilbert. So that's going to be interesting also because I mean I think y'all both have the same perspective on things and everybody is like what white people need to know is all black people ain't the same you know well not
2: not not only not only just white people black people gotta understand that too yeah. we all ain't the same you know what I'm yeah. saying like we yeah. all we all are not the same we all don't think the same we're not all mono, we don't have this monolithic you know belief system that we all subscribe to so I mean exactly. I think it goes both ways you know but, but hey man I want I want to just you know say to to both you and Amelia, you know, the, you know, I, I appreciate what y'all doing. You know, I, I definitely think that this is a, is a great, great way to get some dialogue out there, you know, a way to shake some of these uh, hurt feelings that's that, you know, people are carrying around. I think that's another issue too, man. Like if we don't talk about, you know, our, our personal hurts, you know, what I'm saying, or, or our racial hurts and get that stuff out there, you know what I'm saying? Then, you know, we, we carry, we, we just, you know, carry these bags. So I mean I, I appreciate what y'all doing, man. I appreciate y'all giving me the opportunity to to speak my, you know, you know my my uh, perspective and you know keep doing what y'all doing,
1: man. Man, we appreciate the love and um trust me, this is this is just the beginning because I mean people won't want to hear from you. We have probably like you said we have maybe months of keep talking about this, but hey, we appreciate the conversation. We love you, brother, and um take care of yourself. God bless your kids, man. God bless you and hope everything's well and be talking to you soon. All right, B.
2: All right, yeah, okay, will Take care, of you. take care of each other. All right, take it, buddy. All right,
1: People, that was Brian with Sunday with Stallings. Good show, good show, good show today. We appreciate you um tuning in to our show, listening. Um, Amelia, how you feeling?
0: I have a lot to think about no doubt I hope everybody else I hope everybody does too I hope everybody takes all the that was a lot of information
1: <laughs> that was a lot That's a
0: lot of information but I really hope people take the next week to really think about what's going on and kind of different experiences that people may have and I'm just hoping that we're opening people's eyes so
1: I no doubt man. Because I'm about to um you need to put that I know <laughs> my eyes are slanted it's mad <laughs> <What> dog 2020 <laughs> got me feeling what yep. but hey to the next time people hey seriously i love you all black white doesn't matter your sex race religion doesn't matter your sexual orientation or what playstation games or food you like i love you all we love you all yep. have a good sunday and
0: take god, care of each other
1: yes god bless
0: won't bother you, and uh, you just watch your brother flowin' like Niagara. Think before you step, because these did it's just my stack, yeah. Although one am labeled with the black fate, it's go
1: D's on my four and go next. Cause I got it made, I broke the beat
0: once again, because I had two And just like Tootie Watley, baby girl, I can have. You just let me work Yo, yo. anyway it's okay. You'll play some all night
1: until the next day, huh? Do the idiot, if won't to, cause then I can see if I want to live.